after. I think it's two minutes past, so I think we'll get underway, Jeff. So good morning, everyone, and welcome to our webinar, uh, Digitising Your Processes with Microsoft 365. My name is Natasha Bradley. I am Head of Sales and Marketing here, and I'm very excited to be joined by my colleague, Jeff Williams, one of our Microsoft 365 lead trainers. So before I hand over to Jeff, I just wanted to let you know this session has been recorded. But if you do have any questions throughout the session, please feel free to put them in the chat or come off mic at the end. So, Jeff, over to you. Thanks, Natasha, uh, and welcome everybody. So when Natasha asked me to, to do this webinar, um, digitalizing processes, I kind of exactly what does she mean by that? So I took it as uh, a way of using our digital tools to, to make our lives a bit easier, really. So ways of saving time using some of the, uh, the tools that we have built into to Microsoft 365. And I'm going to start by showing you a couple of um, sort of options using sort of more traditional uh, features that we have uh, within Microsoft 365, perhaps um, apps that you've uh, you've used for many years. So we're going to start in Outlook uh, with an option called Quick Parts, which is a way of uh, using sort of reusing formatted blocks of text or links or images and that kind of stuff uh, repeatedly rather than having to type it all uh, each time that you want to, to use something. So I'm sure we've all had um, sort of phrases that we use in emails on a regular basis, like uh, please contact me on blah, blah, blah for further information or something like that. So I thought that would be a, a good one to start with. So I'm going to jump out of the PowerPoint uh, and we're going to dive straight into to Outlook. And actually, I've already got a draft email with some, some text in it that um, we use for, for some of our marketing messages. And funny enough, that this is actually the invite for uh, today's webinar. So there are bits of this that um, we will have used, uh, or Natasha and her team in particular will have used repeatedly uh, in, in the run up to this session when she was sending out communications and so on. So it would be really helpful if we could reuse some of these uh, and have them kind of readily available for uh, future messages that we create. Every time we create a new email, we, we might want to use some of these different uh, sections that we have uh, within here. So if I just um, open up this uh, in full here. I'm just going to highlight the bits that I want to, to reuse. So let's say maybe this part down here. I think that that would be a, a block of text that I'll use on a, a regular basis. I'm just going to highlight that within this draft. This could be an, a message that was already sent or something like that, for example. Uh, and then if I then just switch back into, into here, I'm going to click on the insert menu. And over on the right hand side uh, in my ribbon at the top here, I've got a section called quick parts. And if I click on that, you see, actually, I've already got one quick part already stored in here because this uh, is a, a, a block of text that I use for uh, running the inductions when we have new joiners, for example. Uh, but down the bottom here, I've got the option to save the selection that I've just uh, highlighted to the quick part gallery so that I can then reuse that uh, again in the future. So I'm going to click on that. I'm going to give it a name. I'll call this intro, for example. You can choose to uh, arrange it in different sections and different categories and so on. I'm not going to bother with that right now. I'm just going to call it intro uh, and click OK. And then when I go back into that quick part uh, option on the ribbon, you can see that's now been added in there uh, as well. And I might just add another one in um, while I'm uh, I'm here, perhaps maybe 
this uh, for further information, please email uh, hello at the inform teams. Again, I'm going to go back into there, save that to my quick part gallery uh, as well. And I'm going to call that one for further info, uh, like so. Having stored those in the quick part gallery, if I now go back into my, my main uh, outlook and create a blank email, and then I want to use those blocks of, of text, I can just click on the insert menu, go across to quick parts, and I've got those that I've, uh, I've added in there. So for example, I'll click on that intro section that I included in there, and that's popped that uh, in there. And that can include uh, links, it can include images, uh, and that kind of stuff. So it's just a really quick way of being able to reuse uh, blocks of text uh, repeatedly without having to retype them uh, each time. And it saves going back to an old email and copying it uh, each time, which I, th I think is probably the process lots of uh, different people would follow. So that was my, my first tip that I wanted to show you, which was uh, using that quick parts option uh, within Outlook. If anybody's got any questions, feel free to drop them in the, uh, the meeting chat as we go through, and I'll pick them up uh, at the end uh, as well. Okay, uh, my second tip is actually using uh, a feature that is off by default uh, in Windows, uh, and I'm not quite sure why it's off by default. I kind of feel that the default should be on, uh, but it's an option called clipboard history, which basically lets you copy multiple things to the clipboard. So we're all probably familiar with using Control C to copy uh, something and then Control V to paste it. But instead of using Control V to paste, if we hold down the Windows key and press V instead, then we can use this feature called clipboard history, which gives us a little menu of uh, things that we can uh, we can paste in. So rather than it just being the most recent thing that we copied, we can paste in uh, additional stuff. So again, let me jump out of PowerPoint uh, and we'll uh, dive into uh, having a look at this. Uh, on my keyboard, uh, I'm just going to hold down the Windows key and press V because this is actually the easiest way of turning this on. Uh, if you haven't already used it, uh, and you haven't already turned it on, then you'll get this option as soon as you press Control V uh, to turn it on. You could go into settings and search in settings for clipboard settings, and you can turn it on in there as well, but uh, this is often the, uh, the easiest way to, to do it. So I've now turned on my clipboard history, but of course I haven't copied anything yet. So uh, perhaps I'll actually reuse this email that I've got here, and I'm just gonna copy uh, that section of text out of there, just uh, in the normal way, uh, just by highlighting it and using Control C. Uh, that's now copied it to, to my clipboard. Uh, I might uh, also just grab a screenshot uh, of maybe a, of, of the ribbon at the top here. Uh, if you don't already know it, there's a really useful snipping tool feature built into uh, to Windows uh, as well. Keyboard shortcut for that is to hold down the Windows key, hold down the Shift key and press S for snip. And that will then pop up uh, this little menu at the top here where it, you can choose the shape of the, the snip that you want to take. In my case, I'm going to stick with the default rectangular shape. I'm just going to grab uh, a little part of that ribbon at the top there. That's now copied it uh, to my uh, clipboard history as well. So if I just close down this uh, email, and I'm just going to go back and I'm going to start with a, uh, another blank email. And then we can just show you those things that uh, I've just copied. So uh, hopefully you remember from the, the PowerPoint slide that it was Windows key and V uh, to show the clipboard history. So that then pops up 
this list of the things that I've got on my clipboard. You can see I could choose the text that I copied the first time. That will pop it uh, into there for me. Uh, equally, Windows Key and V again, I can also paste in uh, that screenshot. So that clipboard history menu populates dynamically. So the more that you copy um, onto there, then it will kind of rotate and it will, will actually hold the 15 most recent things uh, that you've copied. Uh, when you go to copy the 16th, then the, uh, the first one that you copy will drop off the, uh, up there and you can then uh, carry on as uh, you'd expect. But actually you can also, a bit like when we use quick parts, you can also tell Windows that some of these things you want to stay on your clipboard. Again, this could be text, it could be a link or, uh, or, or something like that that you might want to use in multiple places, maybe something that you regularly paste into a, a Teams chat message or something like that. And it's kind of hidden away. It, it's probably really small on my screen, but there's three dots in the top corner of each of uh, these little boxes that we have here. If I click on those three dots, then one, one of the options I've got, let me do that again, one of the options I've got is to pin that. If I choose the pin option, that will then stay on my clipboard even after I've restarted my PC. So uh, if you've got a link or something like that that you use on a really regular basis, maybe in multiple places, maybe in uh, emails, perhaps in uh, Teams as well, then just pin it to your clipboard and you can always access it uh, really quickly uh, as well. So that's using that uh, clipboard history feature that we, uh, we have in Windows. Uh, and it's pretty much the same, whether you're on Windows 10 or Windows 11, pretty much the same feature. Uh, it, it looks a little bit different, but the functionality is basically the, uh, the same. So those were the two tips that uh, I thought it would be really helpful to, to start with. Um, and then coming back to the title of the webinar, the digitalizing uh, our processes, then one of the the big advantages of Microsoft 365 is the way that all of the different apps that we have within uh, Microsoft 365 can work together. Uh, and we actually use some of these different apps as part of one of setting up one of our champions programs. So we, we run regular digital champions programs with uh, multiple different clients. And part of the process when we start with a new client is that typically we would need to sign up uh, the champions that are going to form part of the, the program. And kind of the old way of doing this would be to uh, to do it largely manually. And I'm going to show you a better way of doing this uh, in just a moment. So we're going to start with what the old process would have been. Um, it's not super old because actually we use Microsoft Forms to uh, collect the information from the, the user that wants to be a champion. So we have a form and I'll show you that in a moment. They fill that in. Uh, Typically, it would uh, also include capturing the details of their line manager. So the line manager's name and email address as well, because uh, some organizations uh, will actually need to get approval from the line manager to for that particular person to sign up as a champion. So we capture that information within the, within the form as well. Uh, somebody that wants to be a champion fills in the form. We review that uh, information and then email the applicants uh, line manager to make sure that uh, they're okay with that particular person being a champion. If they respond yes, then we add them to the champions team and uh, and send them an email uh, and welcome them uh, to the program, uh, basically. So that's uh, the process uh, described in words, but I do have a nice little visual here that kind of highlights exactly how that process works. So uh, bearing in mind, this is the, the manual process uh, where each of these steps we're effectively having to do manually. We're reviewing the uh, the form, we're sending the email to the uh, the manager, and so on and so forth. Uh, 
So that's the old way of doing things, but actually we can get much more slick uh, than that. So uh, if we use the tools that we've got available to us, uh, in particular, uh, a, a tool called Power Automate, which I'm sure uh, you've probably heard of, but perhaps not used, then we can make this much more slick, where we obviously the, the person that wants to be a champion still needs to complete the form, but the rest of the process can then uh, be automated. So the, when they complete the form, that then triggers a Power Automate approval process, which automatically looks up the name of the manager uh, of that particular person uh, in Active Directory. Of course, that does rely on your Active Directory being set up correctly. So uh, if it's not, then we might still need to capture their email address manually, but the rest of the automation still works. That then sends an approval process off to the manager. If they approve it, then it comes back uh, and we well send the welcome email to the uh, the person that wants to be a champion and we automatically add them in uh, into the team. If it's declined, uh, then uh, it will send an automated email to the applicant to, to let them know that unfortunately uh, they haven't been uh, admitted to the program. So again, this is uh, an overview of how that process works. And this entire section in the dotted box is handled automatically through Power Automate. So literally the only manual part of the, the whole process is the applicant completing the, the sign-up form and the rest of it all just happens uh, automatically. So what does that look like uh, in reality? So I'm just going to jump back into, uh, let me dive into here. And I'm just going to show you the form that I was talking about, uh, first of all. So we've got the form uh, using Microsoft Forms where we're uh, we're capturing their, uh, their information. Let me go back into the questions, actually, then you'll see. So uh, we asked them to confirm that uh, their manager has approved it. We've asked them where they work. Uh, that's for our own sort of internal information and also uh, where they heard about the program. So a really simple form that the, uh, the potential champion completes, uh, like so. So going back to that automated process, what then happens uh, is that we have a, a flow in Power Automate, uh, which is triggered when somebody fills that form in. And I pre-populated most of this uh, in the interest of time. Uh, so when a new response is submitted to that form, uh, the, the next step is we actually get the information that the person has submitted. So we just capture the, uh, the things that they put on the form, uh, if you like. And then we use uh, one of the features within Power Automate to look up uh, the information of that person. So we look at their Office 365 profile uh, so that we can then capture their first name, their surname, their email address, which department they work in and so on, all from uh, the information that's stored uh, within there. Uh, and again, assuming that Active Directory is set up correctly, we can also uh, work out who their uh, their manager is uh, automatically without needing to to ask for it as well. So we uh, we do that automatically, and then we uh, start this approval process. So we're sending out uh, an approval message in here. So again, uh, we've typed in exactly what we want this to to say, and this will then uh, send an approval process out to uh, the in individual uh, as required. That will then prompt them to either accept it or decline it. And then based on whether it's been approved or rejected, we then do a, a couple of different things. I'm just going to add a, a couple of things into here. So I, I put some of the stuff in here that we want to do. So I put the, the send a welcome email, but I'm just going to show you how easy it is, for example, to add that person uh, to the, uh, the champions team. So I'm just going to choose the add an action option. 
I'm going to type in Teams in the search box uh, at the top here. And you, this lists uh, some of the things that I can do within Power Ultimate uh, that uh, relate to, to Microsoft Teams. And the one that I want here is to add this particular member to the team. I choose the team that I want to, to add them to. And I want them to add to the Inform M365 Champions team. Who do I want to add? So this, I actually want to add the person that actually uh, completed the form. So this is all of the uh, different information that I've got available to me. But if I just scroll right to the bottom, I should find here the email address of the person that, uh, that completed the form, and I can add that in uh, like so. The other bit that I've not already added in here is to add in uh, the rejection uh, email as well. So I'm just going to quickly add that in here, here too. I'm just going to type in Outlook email and it will then find, show me some of the options that it has down here. So I'm going to choose to uh, send an email. And I'll just put. I won't fill this out properly, just in the interest of. Uh, in the interest of time, so I'm just going to type that in in there and then again. Who are we sending it to? So I just need to add in the email address of the person that completed the form. Click save, and that's my flow uh, effectively complete. Oh, let me just pop something in there. Or let me save it uh, like so. So that uh, is that. Those couple of extra steps added into there. So how does this work in practice? So if I just pop into back into the form i'm actually just going to uh, complete this so if i just add in a couple of things in here and then click submit and what this will do is then start um, it will follow those steps through that flow so including remember the one of the first steps was to look up uh, who that person's manager is uh, and in this particular instance uh, if i just look so a couple of different ways that you can see the org chart uh, within Microsoft 365. So you can either uh, hover over somebody's uh, profile picture and then go to this little uh, organization structure here uh, and it shows you uh, the org structure uh, effectively. So Megan, uh, which is the account that I'm using for this, her manager uh, is Miriam. So that approval process will actually go off to, uh, to Miriam. Actually, I've got Miriam's account open here and I'm hoping this is going to come through fairly quickly. We just refresh that and we'll see if we can encourage it to, to come through. It usually takes about 30 seconds or so, so I was hoping that it uh, it would come through whilst I was talking. But I might have to come back to this as it hasn't come through, but basically it will come through here uh, with a, uh, a request to approve. You can see this is one that I've uh, Oh, there we go. There we go. Just as I'm speaking. So it'll come through both as an email. So you can either then just choose the approve and reject uh, option in here, or actually you will also get it come through uh, in Teams as well. So uh, there is an approvals app that you can use in Teams and it will pop up uh, in this section uh, as well. So you can use either of those. Doesn't matter uh, if you're the approver, you can then just choose uh, to approve in here as well. Works exactly the same uh, in both ways. So that then triggers, goes down through the rest of uh, the process that we have uh, within our Power Automate flow. 
uh, and that will then send the email and uh, add the person uh, into the team. So that's just a, uh, another example of using sort of the tools that we have uh, within Microsoft 365 to, uh, to automate some of those processes that we would have had to have done manually in the past and would have uh, used a great deal of, uh, of time. So if I just pop briefly back into PowerPoint, just to remind you uh, of what we did. So this is that automated process. So when the form was filled in, we looked up their email address. We sent the approval process to the manager. Uh, in this case, it was approved, so we carried on down this uh, flow path and added them uh, to the champions team. So that's uh, three sort of quick tips uh, on sort of different ways that we can you know, digitalize our processes uh, using the tools that we have available in uh, Microsoft 365. Uh, now I'd like to open the floor up to, uh, to questions. So have we had any come, come through in the meeting chat? Let me just double check. It doesn't look not as yet, Jeff, not as yet. So you should be able to unmute yourself. So uh, if anybody does have a question and you don't want to type it into the chat, then feel free to uh, either use the raise hand icon or type it into the, uh, the chat window or in, in fact, just unmute your microphone and ask away. I have a question, Jeff. Go for it, Deborah. I use forms quite a lot, um, along with other members of my team. Is there any way to get an updated spreadsheet showing the responses without having to use the um, the open an Excel option every time? At the moment, I have to export it on a daily basis, and it's just it's a bit of hassle, if I'm honest. I know what you're talking about here. So um, yes, uh, with this form, for example, if I just go into the responses tab uh, up here. Give it a chance to refresh. Then we have this open in Excel uh, option down here, which if I click on that, it will then uh, open an Excel uh, spreadsheet, which has got that information uh, within it. But that can't, you kind of have to do that each time so that you get that, uh, that information. But uh, a really useful tip actually is instead of doing that, if you create the form uh, in a different way, so you're probably used to just going into Microsoft 365, clicking on the waffle, going into forms and creating it uh, in that way would be my uh, my guess. But what you can do is actually you can create the output spreadsheet where you want the um, the output to live and then create the form from the spreadsheet. So if I just do it in Teams, for example, I just pop into the file section in here. I'm going to create a new Excel workbook uh, in here. I'll call it form output. Uh, for the sake of simplicity. That will then open up in Excel online uh, and you can only use Excel online for this. You can't do this next step that I'm about to uh, to show. You can't do uh, in the, uh, the more traditional desktop app, uh, if you like. So if I just choose the insert menu and then I have forms here. And then I go to uh, create a new form. Let's call this, um, if I, I'll leave that as it is, and maybe I'll just add one really quick question just so I can show you uh, that it works. Something like, is it windy where you are today? Uh, Forms gives you these options of adding um, pre predefined answers. I'm going to add the yes, I'm going to add the no, uh, and then we'll, uh, that will be our, our form. 
The advantage of creating the form this way is that each time the form is completed, that spreadsheet will auto populate. So if I just show you the spreadsheet at the moment is blank, uh, if I pop back into here and again, I'm just going to submit a response to my form. And then maybe I'll just submit another one. If I pop back to the spreadsheet, you'll see that will auto populate. As soon as the form is submitted, then uh, this spreadsheet will populate for me uh, with the responses. So you then haven't got to do the export to Excel uh, thing and, uh, and so on and so forth. That's a really useful tip if you um, if you use forms on a regular basis. Uh, of course, the, the other big benefit is because this form is stored within the team, then everybody within the team automat automatically has access to this spreadsheet as well. You haven't got to uh, explicitly share it with the people that you want to be able to access it. It uh, just sits in the file section uh, within the team. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Any other a couple, couple more questions in the chat, Jeff. Do you want, can you see them or do you want me to read them oh, out? Yeah. I've got it. Uh, one from Perfect. Vicky. Uh, are you using Copilot yet? Uh, how, how are you finding it? So funny enough, no, we haven't actually got Copilot yet, but we expect to have it very soon. Um, we do, of course, have the free version of Copilot that everybody can access, which is used to be called Bing Chat, but we haven't got access to Copilot for uh, Microsoft 365 just yet. But hopefully we will have uh, very soon indeed. Uh, Manvir saying, I saw this blog that may help with your Excel query regarding syncing forms to Excel. So I'm guessing, uh, Manvir, that's probably the kind of thing that I just uh, just showed you. There is one little caveat, actually. So if you are using this form, a form that you've created in this way, uh, what's known as a group form because it sits uh, within Teams, um, if you want to use Power Automate with that, when you go into Power Automate, you'll find this option for the trigger. So uh, up here where I've got the uh, the option uh, for selecting the form that acts as the trigger, you'll find that that new form that I just created doesn't appear in there um, because this only shows you your personal forms. But there is a little little trick, actually. You can still use it, but you just can't use this drop down. So what you need to do uh, if you are doing this is let me just uh, go back to my questions. And then you just need to copy part of the URL, the address that we have in the uh, top of my web browser here. You, you might be able to see, hopefully it says form ID equals uh, in there. And you just need to copy the bit that comes after that equals sign. So there's a lot of gibberish. Uh, so just select it, um, use control C uh, to copy it. And then what you can do is then go back into Power Automate. Let me find the right window. And then you need to come down and choose this enter custom value option and then just paste in that ID that you just copied and then it will work. But you just won't won't be able to use choose it from that drop down list because group forms don't show in there. Uh, I can see Vicky has re been really struggling to link to group forms. There you go. So uh, um, perfect. OK, any other questions? Anybody else before we 
finish the session? Anyone got any thoughts or anything that they've learned that they'd like to share to the group? No? Okay, Jeff, thank you very much. That was very interesting. And thanks all for your time. I hope you found it very um, engaging and interesting. If you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to me and we're more than happy oh, to... Um, just before oh, you go, I can see... Oh, there's more questions. Oh, no, it, there was a couple oh, of no, hands, went, there was a couple of hands uh, went up, but I think yeah, it, so it meant to you the reaction. <laughs> yes, I've done that myself before. So yeah, if you've got any questions yeah. or have anything, any thoughts, please feel free to reach out to me and we're more than happy to help. Thanks so much for listening and uh, take care. Have a good day. Cheers, everyone.